Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to agencygo.io to sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm on with Charles Keysweater, and he is the was it client relationship manager at Agency Analytics. Is that correct? It basically, it's an interchangeable title, but I go by customer success manager. Fantastic. And so a lot of people listening to this podcast, they know about Agency Analytics. There's obviously a lot of agencies who listen to this podcast uh, at this point, probably thousands now. And I wanted to really highlight for them who you know, maybe have thought about using agency analytics, but haven't used it before, why they should use it, and also what your guys' unique differentiation is in a world where there's a lot of analytics tools. Like, there's so many. I should also say right off the bat for everybody listening, not affiliated with agency analytics, but I definitely think it's a cool tool. So, Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I am the Senior Customer Success Manager at Agency Analytics. I onboard and help agencies grow using our software. How we really try to differentiate between many different software providers out there is we really try to offer a really one-touch solution where agencies can onboard very seamlessly, bring in all of their data using various APIs, and very quickly from there, set up dashboards that are customized and feed those directly into automated pre-scheduled reports. So we really try to do a lot of the heavy lifting from their tools to help agencies really get up and running. And then that allows agencies more time to focus on the client building relationship. And that's really where my relationship with our clients transitions from onboarding and education to nurturing their business, but also their clients' businesses. That's really where I like to hyper-focus in on because that's where we really strategize and custom tailor things for those individual agencies. It's not like a one-size-fits-all sort of thing. So what makes you guys the best? Because again, I think there is so many tools out there. Uh, is it just the ease of access? Is it the, the display? I mean, what is it specifically about you guys that makes you better? Well, we really do pride ourselves on the fact that our engineering team is pushing updates on a weekly, consistent basis. We're always adding changes and we're always making those based off of data. Given we're a data company, we take that information directly from our customers and prioritize those changes based off of what is most in demand. So because of that, we're really addressing the needs of the newest trends in the marketing industry, what's coming out, what agencies need the most in terms of specific metrics from specific tools, and the fact that we have over 60 integrations now. Um, yeah. When I started over just over two years ago, we were just around 35. So we've grown mm-hmm. within the last two years quite exponentially. Yeah, I was going to say, because I remember hopping into the tool, I think, uh, a few months or ago, and, and I definitely have seen a lot of a lot of growth. Could you maybe talk to the difference you see in terms of agency scale and results that they drive for their clients when they have a clear reporting mechanism, especially for the agencies who are listening, who may not have more than 20 clients, let's say, and they want to scale up to a hundred. Why is this important for them to use a dashboard? I know why it's important, but I'm curious from your perspective, why it's important. 
Yeah, absolutely. The biggest thing I really like to drive home with agencies that are first coming on, and I can tell when they're usually not fully sold yet, but they're willing to dip their toes in it, is they don't realize how much time they're going to save by setting up these automated dashboards and reports. The average agency, when you think about man hours as basically profit coming out of your overall money, it's basically going to save you time, but time equals money. And when you think about it in that terms, you really do see the results. And that's where we really try to drive that value is many yeah. agencies that come to us from doing internal manual reporting, they know how messy it is to work with spreadsheets. They really want to get away from that. Or they've worked with other providers, say like Google Data Studio, which has so much data at its fingertips, but it's not always the most intuitive. When they do realize that ours is really easy drag and drop to set up, they are then left with more time figuring out how they want to strategize with their clients. And that is right there where they're allowed to ultimately dedicate efforts to scale up not only their clients' businesses, but that has more positive feedback on their agency as well. Because when they get used to that process, it becomes almost second nature. And then they realize they can use that tool to not only nurture those client relationships they have, but they can also use it as a lead gen tool. And that's something we really like to drive home as well, because I like to give agencies tips on how to use our platform for lead generation. You can use it to, like most other SEO platforms, you don't need a client's permission to scan their website or to track keywords for them. But if you can save time doing that, that allows right. you to do it at scale for a bunch of clients. So if you have a pool of clients all at once, then you're really just kind of not necessarily reaching out and shooting in the dark, but you're doing it more intelligently and you're doing it at scale and you're going to find you're going to have better results because of that. That's a really good point. And actually, one thing that you brought up there, which has been on my mind very often recently, is creating an incredible lead magnet. Right now, that's the number one most important thing that most agencies listening to the show could benefit from, I think, is having a better lead magnet. So how do you recommend they use it for? Is it basically grab the person from your list who you're reaching out to, grab their website domain, plug it into agency analytics, and then you can essentially share your screen on Loom or maybe even share a report directly with them and say, hey, this is uh, the dashboard that this is what it would look like. This is how you're performing. These are the kind of metrics that we're going to take into consideration when it comes to your agency. Yeah, that's one of the strategies I usually recommend is hopping on those personal one-to-one -one calls, especially um, you know with COVID and everything. Sometimes it's a little uh, precarious to go and meet some of these businesses in person, right? That was definitely something we were recommending during the lockdown. But now that things are opening up, I'm finding myself, especially with my background, I used to work for event technology. I'm also advising agencies now to not necessarily stalk their clients, but look at what they're doing now that things are opening up. Are they going to events? Right. Are they networking? And I've heard some success stories of agencies surprising those clients in person at those events with a printout of the report mm. going in person like the olden days when you would take a piece of paper and sit down with them. And right. that has actually been working as well. And whether mm -hmm. you do it live over a call or you send it in an automated email with a PDF attachment, or you go in person now, those are three different ways I usually recommend agencies approach taking those reports and making it personal. With that being said, I mean, let's talk about how you, I just kind of flipped the script a little bit. I want to know, since your role is client success and client relationships and things like that, and you guys are a reputable, scaled up software company that helps agencies 
a lot of the same practices that you guys use internally for that will probably help the agencies listen to the show to retain their clients. So what things do you do to retain the clients inside your software organization? Like for, especially with the agencies, like what do you guys actually do? What kind of strategies do you implement? How do you keep someone to, to last as a client for years? And what do those strategies look like? Yeah, absolutely. Because of that, and because we're a data-informed company, we use data to make a lot of decisions. So we're using different tools like HubSpot. We have our live chat software, which has an analytics built within it. And we're using all of this to create a health score and a profile of our clients. Now, not every agency has this at their fingertip, but what they can use, um, for example, in our platform, we have the ability to see when clients can open and view those report emails. That's one example mm-hmm. where an agency can determine if that client is really digging into that value you're providing for them. And from there, they can determine and see, well, the client hasn't opened these report emails in the last three months. Let's hop on a call with them because they might be a churn risk. Really mitigating those churns left, right, and center any way you can is the best way you do that. And it really does require you to be on top of those accounts, to look at their behavior and track their activity and how they're engaging with you. Are they proactive? And if they are, what is their mood like? Are they asking for a lot of information? And are you providing that? Those are different ways you can approach the following calls later on by being proactive and providing even more information, you know? You basically have a list of items that say, if this person doesn't do these things in the first 90 days, then they're at risk of churning statistically higher than other people. And that's, you're saying that's a better metric than just looking at whether or not they canceled their billing or those other data points, essentially. Just simply focusing on a customer canceling because they maybe don't have the budget for it for whatever reason, not necessarily the best metric because At that point, we might not have full insight into how their business is doing profit-wise, but being able to see their activity and learn about how engaged they become with the software, how much they set up, how many tools they connect, and how many dashboards or reports they set up, that really allows us to see how sticky they are as a customer. And from there, we've come up with a onboarding package, a streamlined customer pipeline that we now know if they go through, they're less likely to churn as a customer, but also more likely to mature as a customer and purchase other tools and other add-ons later down the road. Yeah. That's actually really interesting. And you're giving me a lot of ideas because obviously my agency also has a software as well, but it's given me a lot of ideas for my own software (laughs) product. And definitely I know a lot of the agencies listening to this will probably have some benefit from the retention side for themselves too. What things would you recommend an agency look for when it comes to higher than average churn? Because I'm sure you look at a lot of this, even if it's outside of the software, you probably talk to agencies about it. Are there any key metrics that you see or key actions that you see, even if it's not related to the software that typically show that somebody's about to churn as a client? Is it always just related to the software, the product, or is it things like not responding to emails, some other kind of behavior? Is it anything else you normally see? Yeah, that's a great question. And and for me, like because I have such a fascination with user psychology, it really does require a balance of those important analytics that we track, say like total campaign setup or total clients added, but also um, responding to our outbound emails, 
And right. are they interacting with our support team? And if so, how many times have they reached out to us? And were those issues resolved? And what was the nature of that conversation? So a lot of it is really just trying to formulate a profile on the overall mood of the client when they interact with our team. Are we able to address those issues and fix them within a few hours? And they leave us a good review? then we're usually creating a higher health score because of that. But if there's an ongoing issue that sometimes isn't even within our realm of control because we are interacting with a lot of third-party integration APIs, sometimes they make a change and we're left to pick up the pieces as a small software provider. So because (laughs) of that, we really do try to focus on those one-on-one calls. And that's where my team usually comes into the picture. And that's where we can usually save a lot of time interacting with live chat or live chat support. And from there, it's a chance for us to learn more about their business. And once we do that, we get a better idea of what their goals are, what they're working toward. Right. And we can come up with an action plan with items that we can track, you know, in the platform. And that kind of yeah. saves us a lot of time. What are you, what are your thoughts on exit offers? So for instance, even if it's like for your agency, you're offering a service or it's a software, what are your thoughts on that? And how do you, do you guys have one where it's, they're trying to go and, and you give them the option to leave obviously, but you say, Hey, if you leave, if you don't leave, we'll give you this software for three months on us, or we'll give you X, Y, or Z. Do you guys do any exit offers to keep people retained? So we used to do that a lot back in the day when we were scaling up even more. But mm-hmm. now, because we are leaning more on the customer psychology side, which I find fascinating, we realize that we don't want to indirectly cheapen our software by offering these. Um, if you think about it in terms of like a romantic relationship, you wouldn't want to beg when a partner yeah. no longer wants to be with you anymore, right? As much <laughs> as people do it. Um, There's a time and a place when you do offer these in extenuating circumstances. And usually those come up rarely, but they do happen. But for the most part, we offer more on providing value, not necessarily in terms of raw dollar figures, but what our team can provide to help them stay with us, but also address their pressing issues in the moment. Hi, this is Lucas James. Are you struggling to get meetings booked with potential prospects for your agency? I'll tell you what, when I first started, I had the same issue, but I was able to A-B test hundreds of different variations of copy on multiple channels and figured out a secret formula to convert anyone from anywhere into taking a meeting with me. I've mastered this approach and now my agency, Twiz, books meetings on autopilot. Last year, we booked 1,731 meetings, closed 234 accounts, and generated $1.72 million in revenue. I want the same thing for your agency, so I've decided to give away some of my best performing outbound copy scripts for free. That's right, absolutely free. If you want to transform your business for free, go to agencygo.io forward slash leads to get your free lead scripts today. That's agencygo.io forward slash leads. Now back to the show. What is the time period that you typically see as the success period? So for instance, is it the first 90 days? That's usually what a lot of people say is the first 90 days are the most important. Some people say the first 30 days, but for you, what are the most important date ranges to see if someone's going to be a lifetime customer or not? Yeah, because I worked with the team to develop that onboarding package, we came up with a really tight deadline for initial value received. We, we tried to do it within the first four weeks. 
Um, mm. We come up with a plan and we pre-schedule those training calls for them and their team. And that also includes like white glove onboarding, data yeah. migration to really address all of those issues. And for many right. of the customers we have who some of them have around 500 to 1,000 clients of their own that they're bringing into the software, we really try to show them the ropes on how they can approach all of that at scale. And when we find yeah. that they embrace those tools, those are the ones that end up sticking around the longest. But the ones right. that are hesitant to really embrace things like automated reporting or report templates and dashboard templates, right. that's where they find um, they might churn. And it's right. really, it really has nothing to do with the fact that they're a smaller agency or that they're not bringing in as much revenue, but it's because they're not putting into practice the principles we offer that is right. really just geared for an agency of any size to succeed. Yeah, I totally get that. And would you say that there is for the free account? Well, because you guys have a, do you have a free trial? Yeah, a trial. Yeah, so 14 days. I was curious, just in terms of you seeing all these agencies and talking to so many of them, are you seeing any agencies that are benefiting from having a trial themselves or some sort of like way to get started working with them as an agency without paying? And if so, are you seeing that any of them are getting more success from that strategy? Or is it always just the traditional, you work with us, pay this amount, and that's it? Maybe you don't have insight into that as much as I think you do, because maybe you're not on that side. But if you do, I'm just kind of curious. And if you don't, I'm curious, do you, how do you guys treat in terms of like time and attention, or even just like, you know, the cycle, how do you go about talking to or communicating with these free plans? And what, what do you do with them as opposed to the ones who pay money? Yeah, absolutely. So when I first started on the team, I actually started on live chat support. So oh, nice. I interacted with many of our sales qualified leads as we kind of classified them. So they're usually trial customers. And at that point, they'll ask a lot of those really basic questions like, what is a campaign in agency analytics? So how do I do this or that? And there's more education involved. And now that I'm on the customer success team, we're really trying to revamp our efforts to provide educational information early on. From the moment mm. they set up their trial, they're dropped into an automated email chain that feeds that information to them. But also with our chat provider, we use Intercom internally. We are now in the process of setting up the ability to target these specific users with educational information from the moment they first log into the app. So mm. getting that information into their hands is powerful because it allows them to see that we have all of these resources available. And right. from there, they have more insight into what is also included if they decide to move forward with us. And the biggest yeah. thing we try to sell is for our plans, we offer those one-on-one -on -one calls, which not many dashboard reporting services are no. offering at the moment. So it's that personal touch that we really try to be our big upseller because no matter if yeah. you only meet with us once, we are able to answer a lot of questions that might have otherwise right. gone unanswered. So that's a really good point. And I think that the question I have for you, because I'm noticing it in my own software, because we've gotten to a point now where we've scaled up, but sometimes people will churn and it's because they still couldn't solve the fundamental problem that they had with their business. And that fundamental problem I'm realizing for a lot of people is that they come into my software, they start getting all these resources to kind of blast them out and get, you know, get more interactions with people, potentially get more leads. But the problem is that their offer 
And then the actual lead magnet they're giving people sometimes is just not good enough to get people interested. So no matter how much promo we do through the software to get them in touch with people, they're never going to be successful with a poor offer and a poor lead magnet. Right. So mm. I kind of see what you're doing as similar with the education and the fact that you're giving them all this, because you probably are at some point, you probably realize that if we give this to people in advance and we solve these fundamental issues that they have with their business or their reporting suite or whatever, then they should stay around for a lot longer because they'll be better prepared to use the tool and they'll find it more beneficial to use the tool and everything of that nature. So that's basically what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. That's the name of the game for us right now. And I guess my last question before I kind of ask some final one, final, you know, rapid fire ones is when it comes to being customer support versus customer success, you've been on the customer support side and the customer success side. And the way I typically look at it is, is I think how most people do, which is that customer support is proactive customer or reactive customer support is or success is uh, proactive. Right. So at what point in that cycle though, when you're looking at that health score, do you guys parachute in and, and try to solve problems before the customer even realizes that they're an issue? Like are there key things that could maybe apply to all businesses that you will jump in and try to fix uh, when they arise? Is there anything that like jumps out to you? Yeah. So sometimes the big things are like whenever Facebook makes a change with their ads algorithm, that is usually something that impacts the client base. And most marketing agencies right. have that inside joke where it's like, oh, a new Facebook ads change. Here we go. That's usually <laughs> something we try to really get ahead on. And yeah. we're proactive. We'll send out customer-wide messaging to really set that tone and that narrative and to show right. them that even though we're not fully sure what this upcoming change is going to do, we're going to be proactive about that. So proactivity is definitely where both the success and the support team try to synergize really well. And mm -hmm. that that's worked for us because many of the CSMs that we have started learning the software by offering that technical support. So right. because we addressed those issues with urgency when they came up, we were then able to transform this customer success side to be more preventative with those when it comes to offering those demos. We're presenting the information in a way that almost alleviates future questions for the support team now. So we've kind of paved the way for them to have an easier time, but also it's a little yeah. bit harder because now they're answering more technically savvy questions because our customers are becoming more informed from the very yeah. beginning. hundred percent. Yeah. And that's, that's really, really interesting. So, you know, you'll see these things and you'll, you'll react. So your advice to agencies would be come up with a list of ways you can define how healthy a company is, and then come up with things that when they happen, you can jump in before the customers react. So you have a coordinated effort in your company to make sure that everyone stays and there's no disruption that's essentially advice that could benefit agencies too. And that's something that they should be looking at as well. Yeah. And that's something I really appreciate about my team because we're all fully remote um, all over yeah. the world. And so we really rely on tools like Slack and other um, parts of our, our, our tech stack that allow us to all be on the same page. Not always possible because sometimes changes happen really quickly, but what's most important is getting that message out internally so that we can disseminate that to the rest of our departments. And that really helps us address any right. issues when they come up. Right. 
And how many agencies are on the platform right now? Do you have a number? I don't have a number, but I think up until recently, I, I can't confirm and I wouldn't want to guess because I wouldn't want to sell ourselves short. Yeah. But uh, well, it's I, I know last over a quarter, thousand, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last quarter, I believe we hit just over 5,000 users, active users as well. Active users. Yeah. yeah. And those are basically, they're active users, but they're also, um, you have all these client dashboards that they're purchasing. So like one user might have many different dashboards and things like that. Yeah, that's where we're kind of different from other platforms. Some try to charge you on a dashboard by dashboard basis, whereas mm -hmm. for our plans, the the cheapest tier comes with one dashboard per client, but every other yeah. tier above that includes unlimited dashboards. So you right. can make as many as you like at that point. I think my last question before we wrap up here, and I want to give you a chance to get people to sign up or maybe take you guys up on the free plan, but which I definitely recommend. It's a great tool. It's a great tool. And honestly, if you have 5,000 agencies on it, I don't know how it could be bad at this point. It's been so stress tested. It's like, it's, it's so clear, you know, it's a great tool. So my last question for you is about expansion revenue. Do you use that same health score to determine when somebody needs to be expanded or do you use other metrics to determine when, to determine when they might actually be willing or able to pay more for more dashboards? And, and when do you go in and actually start engaging them in the conversation of trying to get them to upgrade. Yeah. So it's interesting for us because um, some of our plans, they come with uh, campaign limits. So a lot of our legacy customers, um, up until we recently revamped our pricing structure, uh, they came with campaign limits. And once you hit that limit, you actually had to upgrade to the next tier, which unlocked mm -hmm. newer features. That was usually a point for the customer success team to jump in and say, hey, you hit this limit. Do you want to have a talk? We can show you all the new features if you want to access more campaigns or unlock those new features. We realized that was a bit of a limitation and we actually unlocked those limits and have now sort of moved those features around uh, based off of a lot of customer feedback. So because of that, we're finding we have to switch up how we actually address those conversations. It's more now directed towards our largest agencies and not necessarily primed on the number of campaigns that they're using but also in terms of how much of the platform they're actually utilizing and right. how many people from their organization are using the software. The more active yeah. they are with the more people and the more different areas that they're accessing, it's an opportunity for us to connect with them and show them more tools that might actually be relevant to their business. But with our plans, usually from the get-go, if you're not purchasing those add-ons, all of the integrations are available with every tier. So right. really what you're unlocking with those more higher tiered plans is those dedicated account managers, that data migration, and basically that streamlined support should ever an issue come up. You get that immediately. Right. So, okay. I do have one last question. Yeah, <laughs> There's one ahead. thing that came up that I think is going to be so important for the listeners. How do you go about getting referrals? Because you guys have a product that's pretty viral in the sense that people probably tell other people about it. Do you just leave that to chance or do you have like an actual program where you're like, okay, at month one, if their score is like this, have a conversation about this, you know? Yeah. So for us, we do have a referral program. It's a little bit um, historic, but our marketing team is working to change that at the moment. When it comes for us though, we have actually grown our marketing team considerably in the last three months and they're putting their focus on organic reach for us. And we're finding now for 
platforms like TikTok, we're having agencies finding our software and talking about us without us even needing to have that conversation with them. We're getting that organic reach, that growth, that is what most businesses would want. And it's been really fascinating to see all of the things the marketing team has been doing. I really do give them a lot of credit because I think without them, much of our success would not be where it is today. Everything is about content marketing now. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. We're growing on YouTube and TikTok and we're also using our own dashboards to track all of those analytics as well. So it's one of the benefits. <laughs> I might have to use one of your dashboards too, actually. I, I, yeah. haven't, I haven't used it for my social. Um, so you can actually use it for social as well pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. We have most social integrations, at least the biggest ones. And I use it for all of my personal social media. It's just something that's common within the team. And that's what we also recommend a lot of agencies do, even if they're not fully utilizing it for their clients. They can also use it to track their own business as well. Yeah. Well, this definitely got me reactivated as a customer because I was using it awesome. in the past. I just hadn't used it in a while. So I'm going to probably use it because I've actually been looking for a dashboard specifically for social media because I just am tracking this all like through separate dashboards. So this makes it easy. I just always thought it was for clients only. And I never, I know it could have been used for me, but I didn't think the functions were really built for it. So if that's how you guys have geared it, then I think I would love to use it. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, yeah, we get a high degree of um, just businesses finding us and using it internally as well. So it can right. definitely be used in many different ways. That's incredible, man. Well, thank you for sharing the story of how you guys uh, have been able to help these agencies. And I think this has probably been the most informative interview we've done on customer success because we haven't actually had anyone on the show who's credible talking about customer success specifically, really. So I think this is going to be a really huge uh, hit for awesome. everybody listening. And um, how can people get started? Let's go to agency analytics. It's spelled exactly like it sounds. Yeah. Um, Agencyanalytics.com. Um, there's a big button called start a trial. You can hit that and it comes with 14 days. Nothing's locked. You get all of the features on our middle tier plan, the agency plan. And that comes with, you know, unlimited dashboards, reports, integrations, custom calculations and metrics and goals. There's a lot there just packed in that 14 day trial. And even during that trial, you can actually book a demo call with the customer success team too. That is fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Charles, for being on the show. Um, anything else you want to leave the viewers with or was it just go sign up at agencyanalytics.com? Yeah, go sign up. And if you want to connect with me, it can help show you the ropes of the platform and hopefully help your agency grow. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. Uh, for everybody listening, Agency Analytics is an incredible tool. They have 5,000 agencies roughly on the platform. We don't know the exact number, but somewhere around there. And it is growing pretty quickly from the looks of it. I've used it before. I, I like it a lot. And uh, you definitely should go sign up for the free trial. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it.